just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A Show, episode 71. I am your host, Justin, with Meals. We are the kings of pro wrestling podcasts. What is popping, Meals? Um, huh. I try to do a little different. I try to do a little different this week. I mean, it's the same question that I'm never I said, ready. <laughs> I said, same, what's popping? Same reaction you're going to get. Um, I don't really know. Like, uh, Next week is going to be what's cracking. Okay. Well, and then third week is it's your boy. Like, you know. <laughs> uh we got to that's gonna be uh That's that's the first thing I learned. Um a lot of like seasoned professionals of people who work on camera, they're like the lamest thing you could say is it's your boy, da 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 <laughs> like that's what I've learned. So when you're on camera, if you're ever interviewing someone on camera, please do not say it's your boy because oh. I'm about to do it's your boy. You about to? All right. Well, you know, it's your I'm boy. It up, man. Remember, you, I remember your short lived, your short lived series on the hundreds. I remember that. You was, it's your boy and all over that, man. Yeah, all day because that's <laughs> just what we had. That that was a that was a cool era being on camera when I was at the hundreds. Yeah, and bubble tea, bubble tea or bubble tea? I forgot. Boba boba tea. My boba first tea. Life. Listen, use all types of adventures, bro. Come on, you've lived a you've lived a great life. A full far. life. A full you, life. Don't say full. It's not full yet. You live a great life. Come on. A little full. It's a little full. Anyway, uh, th- thank you to you guys. Just before we start, for everyone who has uh, subscribed and squared up with us on the new a show channel and the new a show network man our first numbers i I was expecting a drop off uh we did spectacular the first week so thank you to everyone that followed us from the rnc radio channel to the a show channel um and if if you haven't told anyone or if you know you know tell a friend obviously tell everybody that this channel exists and tell everyone about the a show uh and spot callers and all of the new shows that we're going to have on this on this uh, specific network thank you so much um yeah, I think we even got reviews that we're going to get to a little bit later, right? Yeah, yeah, we definitely got reviews on it. But yeah, once again, thank you for everybody for sharing, just subscribing, just carrying over and just understanding the brand. I feel like we got a lot of loyal listeners. I'm very, you know, um, humbled and, and proud of Shit, that. we should be humbled. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I just conti- hope we continue to grow so we can continue to bring you guys amazing content. Like imagine what we're doing now. Like we're still in kind of like the beginning. We're not like the beginning, beginning, but we're still in like the early phases of just this entire thing. Imagine what happens when we really blow up and what, and the crazy things that we can do. I mean, we about to do this. We about to get this Mark Madness cracking and just imagine what we could actually do if we had the massive support of people. So make sure you continue to share, continue to subscribe, continue to rate, continue to just, 
like and you know do everything social media esque you know for the A show and everything RNC really. Um, yeah, just all the shows there and the A show here, man. So Mills, we have uh, Mark Madness starts next week. It starts and next week Monday, man. March the March is it March third? I don't want to get this date right. March fourth starts 4th. March fourth. So yes. the first round of Mark Madness will begin on March fourth. Um, it is a tournament that we announced last week. Of you know, thirty-two amazing WWE superstars, and we're trying trying to find out who is the best of the decade, who has owned this decade as we're coming to a close on you know whatever this decade is. Is it the teens or? I guess we would call it the teens. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we're, tr- we're we're trying to find out who is the best of the decade, and you know we've got a full roster lined up. And go ahead. Uh, yeah, we have a you know, full thirty-two roster figured out. We've got the first uh, matchups figured out. We'll find those out on Monday. But uh, we'll just I'm just gonna go through all of the names on here. This is from everyone from 2010 uh, to 2019, going into 2020. Uh, so first up, we have AJ Lee, AJ Styles, Alexa Bliss, Oscar. Becky Lynch, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, Cesaro, Charlotte, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Finn Balor, John Cena. Of, of course, uh, my Alexa actually turned on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's like talking. She's talking to me right now. Where was I? Like John Cena? No, she's still talking. Tell her to shut up. Alexa, stop. There we go. Uh, John Cena, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, Neville, Nikki Bella, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Shinsuke Nakamura, The Miz, The Undertaker, and Triple H. Why is, why is the well, Triple H is the last one? But why is The Miz on here? What do you mean, why is The Miz on here? The Miz is, if there's anyone on this list, there's. The amount of people on this list who's actually been in the WWE for an entire decade and has actually done well for themselves consistently through this entire decade, The Miz. Are you kidding me? Asking why The Miz is there. You know, The Miz main evented WrestleMania once. All right. I'm just uh, letting you know. He main evented WrestleMania, WWE champion, multiple time Intercontinental champion, multiple time tag team champion. He's actually hold more tag team titles than the Usos currently. Um, US champion. He's pretty much a, at least a two time triple crown champion i mean the only thing he's missing is (laughs) the universal right i mean yeah the universal but you know who's counting okay uh so the first round matchups they are very spicy i'm so excited to see what people think about these uh you'll be able to fill out your own brackets correct mills Yes, you'll be able to fill out your own. Well, here's the thing. So we're going to do how we're going to have this thing set up is the first round matchups will be starting on March 4th. Uh, Monday, March 4th, you'll be able to vote on everybody in the first round matchups. That means we will be knocking down this 32 to a sweet 16. Um, The following week, um, which will be March 11th on Monday, we will be doing the second round. We will knock it down from sweet 16 to a, you know, a grade eight. There you go. Grade, grade eight. Grade eight, yes. The, the grade eight. We will knock it down from the Sweet 16 to a grade eight. And from there on, we will have a show. We will handle it from there. And maybe and maybe I'll do this cool thing where I'll put the bracket up and we can, you know, you know. Bracketology. Yeah, yeah, we can do some fun things with it. But we will be deciding. Ultimately, we will have a special show, a special bonus show sometime probably before, you know, the month ends, obviously. Um, where we, from your picks... 
decide who is the superstar of the decade, who is the best of the decade, who ruled the roost, who did everything like that. And so we'll have some special guests chiming in on this one as well. And we, as we should, I mean, we shouldn't be the only voices here, but yes, we will have some. I'm, I'm very interested in a lot of these first round matchups. Um, <laughs> I think we did a great job. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very, very spicy. It's going to be very, very entertaining. And I'm looking forward to see who is the best of the decade, according to, you know, the uh, the A-show, the, the people of wrestling. Yeah, for sure. I uh, cannot wait for this. It's going to be freaking huge. This is the type of content and stuff that we've always wanted to do, uh, you know, on our own network. And, you know, clearly this is something that's a great kickoff to this. So definitely check that out. Um, yeah, I can't wait for Monday. So. Let's go into No Holds War for the week. Very, very big week uh, for wrestling, period. I think, <laughs> without a doubt, like, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier on the road to WrestleMania so far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot happened. Yeah, a lot, a lot happened. Uh, so first off, and we're going to talk more about this uh, when we actually talk about Raw. Roman Reigns is back. Uh, he, he announced his remission, uh, from, you know, he, that he's in remission from leukemia. Uh, very huge news. I remember, like, I think it was literally the day after we put out the A show. <laughs> yeah. They announced he was coming to Raw. <laughs> he was coming to Raw for a special announcement, special update. First of all, he didn't just announce he was in remission. He was like, I'm in remission, y'all. And it was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he said it was like so like classic like uh like it could have been on like a, a fresh prince episode or something yeah i'm in remission y'all <laughs> yo it sounds like something from like fat albert or some shit like that right oh my god nonetheless i mean i think just amazing news we i mean there's a ton of speculation when those announced it's like oh is he gonna announce this? a lot a lot of these things end up with people announcing their retirement. You know, we, yes. we, we've had Daniel Bryan, we've had Paige recently, we've had Edge. We have multiple people who just they've they've sort of they've went away for a certain time. It was kind of speculation on an update of their health, and then they come back and they announce their retirement. It was great to have some good news to kick off Monday Night Raw that Roman Reigns is in remission, and Roman Reigns is really wants to get on the road to WrestleMania at this point. Right. Uh, and honestly, <clears throat> on, on both ends, uh, pr- pretty much unanimous positive you know, reactions from the announcement and from the announcement that he was going to be on Raw. I think a lot of people at first, we were kind of unsure uh, about, and I'll get to that in a second as well, since I can actually talk about that now. But, um, you know, a lot of people were very unsure about it. I, I just really want to like say that I, I I really love how everyone kind of came together on this. Uh, yeah. and, and we will, of course, talk about the other side of that in a second. But uh, how did you feel about it? You know, you know I thought it was an amazing moment for Monday Night Raw in general, just to see the WWE universe <coughs> as much as, you know, we, we've had our qualms about how he's been booked and how he's been, you know, and how he's been perceived and they're fans of his and there are people who aren't fans of his and all of that. Everybody sort of came together for this incredible moment. I mean, New Orleans just, no, it was Atlanta. I'm sorry. Yeah. New Orleans was last week. Um, Atlanta really came through and, you know, it's a wrestling town nonetheless, but just the reactions that kind of just set the tone for a really awesome night on Monday night raw. And, and just the announcement of it, even him going on good morning America, the following day, having that interview with Robin Roberts, it was just, it was just incredible. And, you know, spreading awareness, spreading, you know, just 
letting people know how this has affected him and how he's managed to bounce back. And and we thought he would be out for much longer than this. But damn. Well, let me tell you, let me <clears throat> let me tell you guys, since I can talk about it, I guess. Sure. Uh how incredible this this comeback is. I remember telling you, Meals, in January that he was probably coming back. Mm-hmm. And when I heard in January that that was a possibility, I was like, mother of mother of God. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, he went away in October, was literally going to, that was like better than John Cena. <laughs> you know, like, this is like better than when John Cena went out. He, he came back for the Rumble. I mean, and, it's a much bigger magnitude at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I had been sitting with this for a while and, you know, there's a lot of like, stories about oh they just found out the week before i was like no they they knew a long time ago he was coming back and they knew that it, you know they wanted the time to be right uh they wanted everything to be you know correct for it to happen i have been very interested in how they were going to reintroduce him mm-hmm. and i thought that this was a perfect way to do so i know that there was and, and we'll just kind of go right back in right into what we were, you know another thing we're going to talk about the other side of this you know announcement was a lot of people saying one on 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 one hand, it's how how come he wasn't missing any hair? How come he didn't look bad? How come he didn't look like this, that, and the third? And it's just like there's people like fucking Meltzer. There's people like you know even just people who claim to be wrestling fans or they're wrestling fans. And you saw the ugly side of it this week. Yeah, and you saw the ugly side from people like David Bixenspan, people who you know want to kind of galvanize the fake cancer crowd. You know, the people who, th- who thought it was faking it was a work and shit like that. And it's just like, how could you, in any case, if WWE was to make this a work, what's the end game for them? What, what they, they get bad publicity from that. From They do Susan, Susan G. Komen every year. They do all types of make-a-wish shit every year. You think that they want, they want that on their fucking hands? I am literally at my wits end. Like, I'm very tired of wrestling. And I put a quote on this because they're not real fucking journalists at this point. I wrestling journalism is is not real it's fake it's fake meals like there's there's not there, it's not real like the integrity and and, and meals you write as well you i i consider you a journalist right you know that there's certain ethical things that you have to you know that that come with being a journalist now what kind of fucking journalist calls doctors and says now is this real leukemia I mean, what just... the fuck? What the fuck? What, like, what type? What? What? In in any in any case, like, there's no doubt about it. WWE does really fucked up shit, but on a human level of 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 cancer, of a real disease, you think that they would be faking this? It's insane. Like, people have literal brain worms, like literally. Mm-hmm. Like, I I looked at something else that uh that Bixen Span said uh this this week. He tweeted something like. Um, I, I, I love how they did it, but I would have loved for them to, to for Roman. No, no, no. I got a tweet right here. I got a tweet right here. This fuck. This Talk fuck about right. it. Talk about it. Bring it's, it up. It's Rain's call, of course, but I kind of wish he explained what type of leukemia he had so we could, at least we could slow the role of the fake cancer crowd a little bit. Why, why do you, why do we care what the fake current cancer crowd has to say about anything? You're a published fucking writer. You're a fuck boy. You're a fuck boy. Straight up, up and down. You're a fuck boy or other accounts. Uh, Saturday, Sunday night's main event. 
awesome that Roman is in remission. How long till WWE works this into a storyline and turns it into an angle? You think, like, this is the first thing people think of. The first so, thing people think of. I think, um, just in terms of this, I thought, I, I echo all of your sentiments in terms of just the lack of overall journalism towards this. And, and actually just the lack of overall human compassion towards this. For them to just assume that this is some sort of angle or how long until WWE turns into an angle, all they got to. I think they have the... I think... <coughs> sorry. I think they're thinking that... I, I think there are a lot of things they're sort of holding on to from WWE's past. And, and maybe this is from back in the day where people still have, you know, thoughts of like, yo, didn't, didn't they do an angle with like God? Didn't they do an angle with illegitimate son? A lot of different things. Um, WWE has changed a lot over the last decade and a half, like a lot, a lot in terms of their, you know, outreach to the community, a lot in terms of, how they handle their business, a lot of who they hire, a lot of diversity in front of the camera and behind the camera. They've transformed a lot. Um, They've really grown in sort of a, and and you said uh, there's a level of human compassion with a lot of these different things. Um, For for people to question the legitimacy of leukemia, um, to me, just doesn't make sense. On a human level. It doesn't, it doesn't, to me, it seems like something to sort of grab on to create a conversation that doesn't need to be had. Nor you, you're going to get clicks nonetheless. You're going to get clicks whether it's Roman Reigns returns from remission. Let's find out the story behind this instead of trying to, def, you know, fraud or, or, or defame or you know, delegitimize just his condition, which is what crazy you, to me. What do you get out of it? There's, there's nothing that these people get out of it. Like, there's there's literally zero that you get out of it other than trying to look like... And let's be fucking honest here. Unless you're trying to look good to, to a bunch of fucking marks on the internet who love AEW. Mm. There was, like, even, even fucking Kenny Omega, like, putting up a, a Twitch stream when he was making the announcement. The fuck is wrong with people? Like, what's wrong with people? Like, no, this, this, this shit... This shit is disgusting, dog. Like, it is literally disgusting. And to see Meltzer, who honestly, if you listen to this fucking podcast and you listen and you fucking subscribe to Meltzer, stop listening to us. Off top, he's fucking canceled. I'm the new fucking Meltzer. I'm better than him. Off top, fuck him. Right, straight, straight up, he can see me for real. I'm I'm riding for Roman like I know that like I know I'm, I almost slipped up and said the N word. I'm riding for Roman like I know him. Right. Like, fuck, fuck all these wrestling. It's not real. Satin, all of them. Fuck them. Only one I respect, Sean Ross Sap, I fucks with you. That's it. And that's because Sean, that's because Sean came to me like a fucking man one time on some, on some shit. You know what I mean? And, and he was, and I told him, you better back up. <laughs> and then we, we, we straightened up. But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's how I feel about it, man. It's a lot, it's a lot of fuck shit going on in this wrestling. Like, re- t- until further notice, wrestling journalism is done. If you are a wrestling journalist and you want to write about this shit, holler at me. Start a fucking blog. We will put your blog out there. Shout out to the Daily Smart, number one. If you, if, like, these are the people that's aggregating the real shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. he aggregate the fake shit, but he aggregated real shit most of the time. But it's like, come <laughs> on, man. Come but, on, man. You know, uh, you know. The crazy thing is, I think all of this dispels. All of this is trying to do the sort of smokescreen thing because they just 
they're I think a lot of what they are what their news come from is very counter WWE and presenting the opposition as opposed to, you know, continuing to massage the product. Dog, because WWE, well, WWE massages their own product and they have fans massage their product, but to present the alternative gives them a sort of voice that they believe they have. But in Dog. this sort of situation, there's, there's, there's no, there's no, you don't sound good. Like you don't even sound smart. Like you like, don't, you go ahead. B- Biggs put out, a story a week ago about the the NXT uh, call ups and said, "Man, I would have loved for them to talk for for them to stop acting like Gargano and Champa were baby faces or or or, or completely rewrite their whole storyline." He didn't. We don't watch NXT. What kind of what kind of journalist is he? Like, yeah, you did a couple good stories, but you washed, my dude. It's over. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Get that check clear from Cody. <laughs> fuck boy anyway moving on man moving on. i'm getting hot i'm getting real hot right now i, t- I told people i was talking spicy right listen i told them i was talking it. spicy you got it you got, it. You got it bro you got anyway, it anyway moving on to some good shit they already dead you don't got to all right shit. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about more good news we got some good news we got some yeah. a lot of changes that's going on in wwe dude wwe's blowing it up they're really blowing it up uh they signed bruce pritchard uh, who who was like one of their literally one of the guys that kind of helped shape the a lot of the eras. I mean, he's been around for over thirty years yeah. uh, of, of WWE, and uh, you know, of course, he has a show called or something to wrestle with uh, with Conrad Thompson, another one, uh, another one of them. All right, but, well. <laughs> but uh, you know, whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. Um, but yes, I, it's, it's a huge get. Um, I, I think Bruce is someone that, and you and you immediately saw the change on, on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, he's someone who, and I, I think I said this before, like, or I said this in, you know, <coughs> personally to, to everybody, but I was like, he's someone who is one of the, the great producers in wrestling, period. He's someone who loves, uh, he, he loves pre-tapes. And, and you saw that in like the, the angle with Batista on Raw. Like right. he, lo- he loves shooting things from a different angle. It looks very movie-like. He's someone who has evolved with, with the time. He's someone that creatively, one of the best minds uh, in the business. And I think the fact that he now has been away from the game and he now understands a lot of modern things. Mm-hmm. He could apply the, he could apply the way that things used to work to the modern characters now. And you're already fucking seeing it. You're already seeing it. And I think that that's, that's spectacular. I think that the fact that WWE took him and did not allow AEW to get him fucking huge. He's, I think he's the key to making sure that these new guys that are coming up from NXT, that they're going to look good because he's the guy who introduced a lot of guys in the, in the late nineties. Right. I mean, I think, there's a lot to be happy about considering this. You know, I think it's great that he still managed to, he still has his podcast. Yeah. It still can also do the things. And I'm, God knows how much time he has in the day to actually do both. Um, I don't know if I, we'll have enough. I honestly, I honestly do not think it will last that long. Just knowing how crazy, because he's Vince's direct right hand now, from what I understand. Right. <laughs> he's replacing one guy we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Bruce Pritchard, I mean, only good things. I'm interested in why he signed back. That's really the kind of story I want. I mean, I'm sure he'll say it on his podcast. I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll run through that story. But I'm really interested for someone who was, I mean, he was burnt out for a long time. So maybe this isn't a long-term thing because he, 
yeah, at this point, he's just been going through so many different things, but he seems like he's kind of got new life, especially with the success of the podcast, especially with being away from wrestling for a long time and just kind of being able to enjoy it as a fan. Maybe that's rekindled his love. But I'm really interested in sort of the story about why he managed, why he decided to resign with the WWE. So yeah, me too. Sure. Me too. Oh, absolutely. I I think that it's it's a huge get. I I think of anyone who's still out there and creative. I think you miss a lot without a mind like Bruce. Um, I, th- I just think he adds so much and, and being able to just blow it up and, and, you know, get some new blood in there, even if it's just Bruce, like he, he still provides something somewhat of new blood in that. Uh, but speaking of new blood, it's also uh, announced this week f- uh, from the actual person himself. Dave Schilling uh, has signed on for a writer for the WWE. Um, for the people who don't know who Dave Schilling is, he wrote a, he's written a lot for uh, Grantland and, and Vice and The Ringer, The Guardian, uh, as well as Bleacher Report. Uh, really great writer. His, his, fucking, his work speaks for itself as far as that goes. Completely surprising uh, that, it, that it was Dave. Uh, once again, another great signing because he is he is a person of color that's going to be in that writing that writing team. You know, when when Kaz left uh, WWE, I thought it was like uh, I'm not really sure. Like, are they going to have someone in there that matches that? You know, that uh, that knowledge. You know, you got to have somebody in the room that matches that knowledge. Uh, I'm completely say I, I feel completely good with Dave being there. He's an incredibly smart guy. D- just off of Dave and Bruce alone. I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of changes, a lot of positive changes and a lot of like things where it's just like, yo, we could really be in a really cool little renaissance here as far as creative goes in WWE. You know, um, my experiences with Dave Schilling is I don't know him personally, but I do. I, I you know, listen to the Mass Man podcast. Uh, yes. Previously, which he was the co-host on for a very long time. And he's someone you know what? I'm just glad to be able to know these and, and know these writers that are coming up and know that, you know, they are genuinely fans. Um, I feel like before the sort of creative team, it's kind of like the secret society type of deal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we don't know who's in it, but we know we don't like what's going on. Right. Um, but now, and it's not that I'm saying like, yo, you have someone to direct all your things to, like Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. You can direct all your complaints there. But it's the fact that you kind of know these people and you know that they're fans and you know what they've done. and You know – um what they've contributed outside of just being on the creative team and how, how much they're fans of this. And you can kind of trust their decisions, trust in the things that they do and trust that, you know, it's not just some TV producer coming in and trying to write this thing. It's people who understand and know professional wrestling. So um, congrats to Dave Schilling on this. Absolutely. Uh, also big announcement for the hall of fame. Uh, I think this is like a long time coming. I, I honestly thought he was already in this shit, but uh, <laughs> I, did. I mean, I was, mm, mm. it doesn't matter. It's, it's again, uh, the honky talk man announced for the WWE hall of fame. Uh, I, a huge, huge. I mean, it's, it's one of the last few huge names they still have there. Um, is it? I think it is. I mean, honky talk man. Like I, it's, it says a lot that we thought he was already in there. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I never grew up on a honky tonk man. Um, I didn't. I didn't know much. I knew he was a long time Intercontinental Champion. That's kind of all that I know. I know he's related to Jerry the King Lawler. Um, I know he lost the Ultimate Warrior and lost the belt there. But I really have no real true recollection of the honky tonk man. But I do know he's a he's a long time figure in you know professional wrestling. Um, shit, even today, um, you know, um, 
confirmed for the Hall of Fame, 66 years old. He made a cameo on Lucha Underground. I'm literally just reading off of Wikipedia. But, <laughs> um, I mean, he's, listen, more pro- more power to him, I guess. Like, uh, I don't yeah, know. It's cool. I mean, I, I didn't grow up on him either. I, th- I think it's just one of those wrestlers that you uh, you look at and you're like, oh, okay, well, you, you know him, you know. And, right. And again, I, I think the fact that we thought he was already in means that he, his ass should have been in there already. <laughs> you know, it's like Honky Tonk Man and then Jeff Jarrett and then Elias. It kind of, you know, the... the Bleed together. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, congratulations to the Honky Tonk Man. I mean, get it while you can, my friend, you know. Uh, AEW watch for the week. Very light AEW watch. Uh, but uh, we we've seen three official releases. We we kind of talked about Ty announcing his release last week. Uh, then Hideo Tommy two weeks before. Yeah, they that. really hit him with one. They were like, "Oh, you gone? Listen, it's like they remembered. It was like, oh shit. <laughs> they were just like, all right, oh, don't come shit. back. Um. But yes, Ty Dillinger's gone, officially gone. Ty Dillinger he probably has a 90-day no complete clause. I don't I don't believe in those 90-day no complete clause. I feel like they shouldn't uh, th- those things shouldn't exist. I well, get they, it why they, they pay do. You out. They they pay you out and it's to basically and it prevent people from Lex luring it on TV again and showing yeah. up or or prevent a, a Rick Rude situation where people show up on two shows at the same damn time. I That's get true. it. I just yeah. feel like if I just feel like it's just bad. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess they pay you out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's your severance and it's like, Hey, you got 90 days to not talk shit about us. I think that's also what it is too. Can't talk shit about them. Um, or forget about them. I think they're, I've already forgotten about those two. Uh, the, the big one is the big firing this week. And this was a, this was like a, not even having a fucking, website announcement Arn Anderson was released as well uh, reports are saying that it was after an extremely bad fi- uh, shouting match with this man that he was let go uh, Arn Anderson had been in the company for fucking years uh, behind the merger of WCW and you know WWE quite frankly yes yeah honestly uh, and you know he, he'd been involved in a lot of uh, on screen stuff as well as things behind the scenes you, you can see him probably breaking up fights <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, during the show big fighter breaker upper yeah, and honestly, um, highlight of his WWE career: spine bustering the Undertaker at WrestleMania 18. Liddy, we will never forget it. Liddy, uh, honestly, I, I think if you lose Arn and get Bruce Prichard, I don't think you miss anything there. <laughs> I think you actually gain. It's like addition by subtraction there. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know people's relationship with Arn Anderson, um, and not to say that he's not, you know. But I just feel like you've been in the company for a long time. I mean, he was there for 18 years. He's obviously had a relationship. I don't want to say that, like, I, I you know, I don't want to give him, I don't want to treat him the same way that we treat Ty Dillinger, where it's like, you can go or not, honestly, next man up. Because I do believe it was, he had a sizable contribution for the last 18 years in WWE. And he's, a lot of people respect him backstage. A lot of people respect him just in the ring in his career. And, you know, I'm sure he's on AEW watch. I mean, you talk about Arn Anderson, you talk about WCW, you talk about Dusty Rose, you talk about Cody Rose. That's like a four degree of separation right there. So um if he is going to AEW, you know how I feel. I'm sure he is. I'm sure fuck, he is. Fuck him. No, well, no, come on. Not fuck Arn. Him. Fuck him, we ball. Fuck him, we ball. No, Arn. Yeah, fuck him. We ball. Uh, Arn, come on. You go to AEW, you're dead to me. Not Uncle Arn. Fuck him, we ball. Yeah, well. 
and that's AEW Watch. Oh, oh, actually, no. There's one more. There's one piece of news. Uh, Cody said that they are they are looking into running stadiums uh, for AEW events. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Good luck, my friend. Good luck, buddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's get into the reviews of these huge episodes of Raw uh, and SmackDown this week. Both excellent fucking oh, shows. Oh, you, know what, you know what I'll say about AEW? Go good luck. That's all I'll say. And not good luck in a... I leg- like, part of me, I'm, we've been talking about this, and a lot of my disdain from it comes from the very terrible media shilling. No pun intended to Dave Schilling, but, you know, you just got the name. Um but I genuinely believe if they can start just something new and something fresh, maybe something will work. And maybe it'll, you know, continue to happen in WWE as well. I see they're doing a lot of partnerships and a lot of different things. Um, I do genuinely think good luck, but at the same time, it's just like, I just hope it's not the same thing. We got we got a couple months till double or nothing. I'm interested in see what they're going to do. <sighs> Whatever. I understand. Uh, I understand what you. I understand your disdain, but you know my disdain for that is just mostly from the 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 fan point of view, and and even them. No, fuck that. They're galvanizing these people. Mm. They, they are. They are exciting. This conversation. These are the people that are. There is like they might not have said anything about the Roman thing, but I feel as though like here's my thing. It's like them not saying anything is actually a problem. You feel me? Where it's like. You know, like why? Why did the AW account even say like congratulations to Roman? Um, I don't know. I think they're worried about different other things. I don't even know who the social media person for that is. But it's a. I understand what you're saying. I understand one hundred what you're. Saying. I feel. That, I feel that by not saying anything, you're you're allowing it. And it's the same thing. That it's the same issue that they have with with people. You know, uh, you know, talking about the thing, but WWE will never say anything about good luck AEW. Like they don't got to. Never. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, why would I return that sort of favor? Like, and Triple H wouldn't go from like even on. But they're not like bowing down. I mean, but no one's bowing down. Like to me, I, I get, I get, I get the disdain. But this is still like an ambitious endeavor, and you know, it goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of goes both ways. Like, you know, you're not gonna see Triple H or anybody saying like, "Good luck, AEW," and you can't expect that from AEW to sort of the things that are happening in WWE. WWE don't need their luck, <laughs> honestly. WWE's huge. WWE does stadiums. They did a stadium last month. They're gonna do a stadium next month. Like, they're fine. They're good. Um, they don't need their luck. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that this entire just new thing. I'm interested in seeing what it'll bring, and hopefully, it'll be good. But we can't confirm, you know. I understand. You can go on to Monday Night Raw. We can talk about Raw. All right. So let's go into Raw. Huge freaking show from Atlanta. A lot of things announced. A lot of things happened. Uh, we'll go from the top with Roman's return. And let's just kind of talk about the implications for WrestleMania. I know it's, he said on his, on his speech, uh, we're, we're going to wait about, you know, we're going to wait to talk about Mania. We'll get there when we get there. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it has been announced that uh, Roman will actually be on every uh, Raw starting literally Monday. So uh, we'll be able to see. And it doesn't look like he'll be on Fastlane, which is fine. It's fair. I don't expect to see him in full contact or in a full match. But I do honestly expect him to be at WrestleMania. And from what I'm seeing and what I'm looking at, like, I I would do 
I do two things. I either not do two things, but I, I think there's two ways here. I think that Dean might get a match against like Lashley or someone, or or Roman might get a match against Drew, or we might get a tag match with with Roman forgiving Dean and they tag against Drew and Bobby. I think they should tag against Drew, Bobby, and Corbin at the same time. A little two on three action. That's fair. Yeah, but you know what? In terms of WrestleMania implications, Roman Reigns, I mean, he, he didn't get in the ring, but the man is Superman punching, you know, people off the apron. I think he, he got a lot of people excited. And, and the reunion with Seth Rollins, a little hint of what, what we're doing with Dean Ambrose. Um, the the Also, how did people not know? Like, you know, like we knew already, but it was like, how did people not know that they were going this way with Dean, like turning face? Like it was a little bit more because if he was the thing is they announced he was leaving, right? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, just because he's leaving doesn't mean they're going to turn him face. They're leaving because they're obviously planning on something. I was like, I was watching it unfold, and I think it's genius how they did this, where it was like in the weeks to come, like in the weeks leading up to this, they were making slowly making Dean the face again. <laughs> you know what? I think it. I don't know if they were slowly making him as a face as much more people didn't want to boo him after he they were announced he was gone. Like he was still doing like he was still kind of teetering. He had matches against EC3. EC3 is supposed to be the good guy. Um, but people weren't booing Dean Ambrose. And I think people generally don't want to boo Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is a goofy guy. And quite honestly, you talked about the, you know, we talked about it, I think last week or in the chat or something. For some person who doesn't like hokey shit, like the man thrives on the hokiness of it all. He's the hokiest uh, of hokey. He's the hokey, he's the hokey toke man. Like he is, well. Um, that, that was good. I like that. All right. Well, he, he listen. He he just thrives on it. I think just this um, this like third shield, fourth shield, you know, fifth shield. reunion. Um, I'm. I mean, it works every time for me. Quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're clearly the most over guys, and you know, I think you you see the gulf of just the talent gulf when he's right. gone. You right. need you even if Roman's not in the title picture, you need Roman around. You and need that presence, you need that star power, you need that attraction, and Roman Reigns definitely presents that. Yeah, yeah. They they were like it just proved like they were woefully unprepared for, uh, you know, for Roman to be gone. I think Kaz said it best in the tweets uh, that night when he came back. It was like you know it was almost like Tom Brady going out. It was like they, it was like everyone was lost and even just all the performers on the show that night, everyone brought their A game. Everyone's been bringing their A game like before. Now that Roman's back, like you can just tell the, the level of quality of the show is just, just way, way better on Raw at least. The crowd was incredible. And I think that even that even showed in the first match after Roman Reigns' announcement where you had that fantastic tag team match. Um to Ricochet and Alistair Black versus the Revival. I mean, the people were great for that match. Listen, I we said this last week. I think I, I, it, it, Lynn's being said again. They are really setting uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet up to be the next guys. And I think that's very smart to do. Uh, even with Roman back. You feel me? Like, they're still giving these guys this push. They could have easily been like, all right, let's have them lose this week. Roman's back. They're staying the course. And I have to applaud WWE for the past eight, nine months for being, for, for showing constraint on certain shit, even with just Becky, they show constraint for things that like, you know, I thought that they would have blew their load on already. <laughs> like them not, you know, that what, what they do with Alistair and Ricochet is fucking crazy. Um, I, I, I love this match that like you said, Mills, 
like, how do you feel just about seeing these these two guys on both shows? They're over. They're extremely over. So I think it lends itself just to just the star power that they do. I think the athleticism of Ricochet. Um, and we just talked about, we talked about, again, we talked about this last week, about he's not even needing sort of the mic skills that everyone's just like, he doesn't have mic skills. Like, my man is a superstar. He looks cut, like a superstar. Cut a great promo. He cut wrestles a- like a superstar. And, and it's the presence. I just think it's the presence overall. Um, and then I think with Aleister Black, it's the look. And the and the and actually the working in the ring, I think everyone kind of knows that he's a good worker. You can kind of tell who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. Like you can tell the Alistair Blacks from the Dana Brooks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can tell. And then it's also just the unique look that he has and the unique presence that he has. And what WWE has done by creating these unique entrances and these new, these unique feels to these WWE guys. I like, almost I almost feel like Alistair was big time. Like and I said, I said this on Twitter. I was like, Alistair looks like he belongs in the main roster, so that when I look at him in NXT, he just looks weird. Like it, it looks very, it looks very like big time act in a in a small pond type thing. It's like right. uh, on on the main roster on Raw SmackDown, he looks good, like that entrance works. It pops every single time. Mm-hmm. And on NXT, it's it's like uh, you, you kind of see the difference. <laughs> it's yeah, a very different show. It's catering to a very small room to. Yeah. A, large superstar and a large presence for the guy. I but think you, Ricochet could work anywhere. I, and he has worked everywhere. Um, but, you, but you know, like, it's it's so rare that you have an NXT talent uh, that was already ready for the big time. Like, Velveteen, I feel like I, I, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like Velveteen, he'll still have some work to do on the main roster to make that act wide. You know what I'm saying? And more than just more than just a personality change. Alistair out the box already had that. Ricochet, we knew he was going to be a star when he got there. You know, I think there's a few superstars who just generally benefits from just a bigger stage. I mean, and we've talked about we talk about, you know, Alistair Black. Finn Balor is another name that comes to mind. Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura is another. It was just presence is just too big for the NXT brand, and it's not that they're better than everyone. It's just that they're ready. It 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 works. You can from the front of the room to the back of the audience from thirteen thousand people behind. You can still see that they're a star, and I think that's what Alistair Black shows when he shows up in the ring, and then they're. And his win on their win on Raw and their win on SmackDown because even the Smack the SmackDown match, yeah, I thought it was better than the, than the Raw match. Yeah, I agree. And it's a it was a it was a lot more competitive, and um, it's great seeing just how this roster is transformed to just this full NXT because you know you think about everybody in these two matches how they've come from NXT and it's really the old NXT ushering in the new NXT and it's and how far people have come and you know all these other different things like. It's just great. It's just great. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that match. Uh, they, they did great. No Gargano and Champa on either show, I believe, this week. No, right? No. No. They maybe, weren't. maybe it was their SmackDown performance. Oh, they, like, they weren't on Raw. They weren't on Raw because you only saw Gargano on Raw, and you only saw Champa at, at the end of the show. I hope Champa's okay. <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's fine. Um, I hope he's fine. Now, now that I think about it, I forgot all about the... the, the, the uh, yeah, that happened last week. I forgot all about that. I mean, Sheamus is all right, but, you know. Yeah, because they weren't on SmackDown either. In they, fact, they, they were promoted for SmackDown, which is crazy. Yeah, it's kind of good. Uh, interesting note. I, I didn't even I didn't even remember the injury. Uh, yeah, they were promoted. For, they were promoted for SmackDown and then the match got changed. And we'll talk about that on SmackDown, honestly. Yes. Uh, 
let's let's get into Ronda Rousey's uh, promo uh, or or match. I mean, let's not even, let's not even forget about the match. She had a really good, solid tag match with the Riot Squad. I think their best uh, effort yet. Um, really liked that match a lot. But then the 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 promo after, a lot of people are like a ginger like dude. A ginger douche, yes. Uh, so the story here is that Ronda is basically tired. Uh, Becky came out, of course. This is the only Becky sighting we had all week. Uh, she was then arrested, which will play into the end, which I, I thought was brilliant. Uh, she gets arrested after attacking Ronda, and Natalia, Natalia got punched for no reason. <laughs> is it really for no reason? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, so Be- Becky shows up and does Becky because things. she could is why she punched Natalia, honestly. But Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, she shows up, gets arrested. Uh, Rhonda is at her wit's end, as she says, and she she cuts a promo uh, on Stephanie, saying uh, she wants both Charlotte and Becky uh, at, at uh, WrestleMania, which kind of upends a lot of the predictions that I had about how they're going to make this match. Uh, but Stephanie comes out and says, "No, we're not going to do it." And then she's she, Rhonda kind of says, "Hey, Rhonda, I want Vince." She's like, "Where's Vince? I need to speak to Vince." And Vince yeah. doesn't come out, but Stephanie comes out, which to me is just like, "Oh." Interesting how they the, the assistant manager, the assistant yeah. manager comes out. <laughs> right. Well, listen, okay. Well, we'll try to get you some free passes and you know, we'll try to make you accommodate you in that way. But no, um, I thought this entire exchange it's a very I'm I'm I've I've been wondering for the longest time of how they're gonna get to this triple threat match. And this is a definitely an opening. This is something where he's just like, Well, I'm either gonna give you either give me what you what I want or you give up me as champion and it's going to work. I mean, she, she dropped the, uh, she dropped the title on the the ground and she walked away. She took her ball and went home, so to speak. Um, I think this all, this is a smart way to lead both of, uh, these characters out of fast lane. I, I had originally been theorizing that the Ric Flair thing was going to set up a Charlotte and Becky match, but it seems like they're just going to straight up do it, which is smarter than me. I don't think we need another Charlotte and Becky match. Uh, and I think that I guess they're not going to be on fast lane, obviously. And we're going to be, that leads us into uh, them making the match within the next two to three weeks, which is smart. I liked it. I think we're going to set that match up at fast lane. I think, you know, fast lane doesn't necessarily need a match, but I do think it needs like one of those. I mean, remember last year when we had Ronda Rousey signing her contract at fast lane, I think if yeah. we need a segment like that, like Ronda Rousey makes a decision on pay-per-view. Or it's just like, will she or won't she? She's, you know, given this ultimatum, let's figure it out at Fastlane. Let's make a pay-per-view out of it. Let's bring Becky and let's bring Charlotte and let's make it happen. Um, That's how I would book it. Hashtag meals booking. But um, it could work. Shit, manifest it. Yeah. I mean, listen. I like the segment. Bruce Pritchard could come back. You know, your boy is right there. Hey, Hey, you better back up. (laughs) Uh. Finn, I, I put this on here because I really like the match, but Finn Balor versus Leo Rush. On the you really show. like Finn Balor too. Don't even lie. Come on. I never said I didn't. Who said you didn't? I just said you like Finn Balor. <laughs> I really, I, I'm saying I really like Finn Balor, bro. Finn Balor stand. I know. I, I know. like I like Finn I, and Leo Rush. I like Finn I, Balor and Leo Rush. You like Finn Balor. No worries. You like him like how I like the Miz, of course. Here's I, my thing. You know who I stand. You know who I stand. I know. You stand. I, know. I, I stand Nakamura. I stand Finn Balor and I stand Alistair Black. Those are my, those are the three people. Like, like I will always give them at least four star matches. Always. Wow. I'm biased. Good to, know. Good to know. 
I'm biased. So and Leo is rising up the ranks. I I really really like the Finn Balor versus Leo Rush. They got a, a really brisk eight minutes to put on a really dope match. Uh, Leo's wrestling more. Uh, if do you feel as though they're going to turn him face pretty soon with what happened after uh, the the Finn match? Yeah, I mean they ain't gonna turn him heel. I think he's doing. You know what? I think they could hold off until this turn until WrestleMania. Okay. I don't think we need to turn him. I don't think we need to see Leo Rush versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. But I do think you hold off the turn until, and then you have a like a Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus Lashley, McIntyre, and Baron, and then Leo Rush turns on Bobby, and that's how it turns the ties and blah blah blah. blah. Like I think you get a bigger reaction and a bigger moment off of that. Um, Oh, okay. oh, because it's a three on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get it. yeah okay. I, I think you get a bigger moment off of that. But I, I, if I, I see them turning Leo Rush into a face, and quite honestly, he's a smaller guy. He should, and I think, I think it works for him to be a face, and especially if he's going to be competing on Monday Night Raw, which I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll work for him. I think it'll yeah. work. I think it'll be great. Uh, I I I'm bummed that we might not see him on two or five live, but that place is a fucking wasteland anyway. So uh, champion just took a two week hiatus to go back to Melbourne, Australia. So yeah, yeah, good, good on, good on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to the final segment. So the whole time, uh, the the whole time we thought this Ric Flair thing was setting up something that. It <laughs> did not set up at all. <laughs> I, I think I theorized, okay, Becky's going to come out and uh, she's going to she's gonna crash the party, so to speak. I love a good swerve. Love a good swerve. So it's like 10.56. <laughs> Yo, Flair isn't out yet. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> They're announcing what? all these people. They still have not gotten used to no overrun. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, what is going on here? But they but they they swerved us all. So uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat comes out. Stink comes out. But you know, I'm the, oh God, don't the call less me. the less said about Steve Stink Borden, the, wow. the better. Uh, he comes out, uh, and Triple H comes out. They're, they're he tried on Anderson four days before his best friend's birthday. <laughs> Fuck him, we ball. Oh, that is trash. Go ahead. Fuck him, we ball. Uh, yeah, you don't cross the boss. Like remember, you said you used to say it. Don't cross the boss, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so we cut to the back and remember we had heard that Batista was going to be at the show. I didn't hear that shit. Well, well, wrestling observer had announced it literally 30 minutes before the show started or an hour. Yeah. They said Batista was going to be there. They keep, they're keeping them secret. And everyone was like, oh, they're going to keep him secret because it's going to be a secret surprise. They might be setting up Triple H Batista, you know, but not the way that we got the match here. So, oh, my God. I'm glad I didn't hear that because I was genuinely like, oh, my God. I'm, my genuine reaction was, holy shit, it's Batista. So Batista, they, they cut to the back. Very cool. Very cool showing Batista dragging the cameraman from another perspective. He, a cameraman he, filming his own camera brethren being dragged like some sort of fool, you know. Yes, because Rick Rick hasn't come out. His music's playing. He's dragging. He drags him in. Batista says, "Get a look at this." Basically, shuts the door. All you hear is Ric Flair getting pummeled, uh, and then he drags him out. Batista says, "Do I have your attention now?" What? <laughs> uh, okay. Well. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, are you happy you did that now do you have do i have your attention now oh no you doing two undertaker into it man you gotta you gotta do big (laughs) this is (laughs) you gotta go big dave on this you gotta go big dave i can't do big dave right now maybe next week week 
He should have did Soldier Boy though. He really should have did Soldier Boy. Listen, new heart of the week, bro. Come on. Uh, listen, Batista coming back. Not mad at it. Then we well here's the thing we had all we we were all waiting for the other shoe to drop on who the part timer was going to be this year if it wasn't going to be Taker I think it's pretty obvious it's not going to be Taker and I, I think we're all, were just, I, just, I just thought they weren't going to have one yeah I, I they're always going to have one always as long as someone can go you know right. it's gonna that that's going to be Punk's old ass in a couple of years so I mean everyone everyone comes back so I'm cool with it I really love that they're continuing a storyline from October. And a storyline from in between that with Batista's interview saying they, they're not answering the phone, basically. They're, they, they're saying they don't need me. You know, I love crossing that shoot territory into the actual storyline. I love the way it was shot. I love the fact that when Runner got to the back, that Batista was not there. I, I love all of that. I, I think that it, it, it raised a level of intrigue and it made you want more. And I think that's what Raw has been missing. It's been missing a factor where it's like, OK, what's going to happen next week? SmackDown does that consistently every single week. Raw, not so much. And I love that Raw did this this week. I think Raw, to me, on, even on a, on a week where SmackDown had a crazy surprise return, Raw was still the most talked about show this week. And I think because uh, a large part of that was also, I mean, obviously Roman, but obviously the closing segment really did a lot of wonders for the show. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, you know what? I just thought it was a great way to end Raw. And... Um, you know, it's a, this was all a ruse. I feel duped. I feel hoodwinked. I feel bamboozled. Good. That's what, that's what, that's what they're supposed to do. You know, but it was good. It was good. Big Dave's back. Big Dave with the nose ring. He's like 50 years old with a nose ring, but he can pull it off. He's big Dave. A blue, a blue nose ring. That's crazy. A blue nose ring. That's crazy, bro. You out of crazy. control. Hey, yeah. that's crazy, but it's true. Uh-huh. Damn. Talk that's what it. that's what should have been planned when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's future's crazy, but true should have been playing when he did it. Oh my god. He you looks need good. To pay me my respect. My looks watch good. chains and my nose rings. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dave looks good. Dave Damn. looks good. He's been waiting for this. And you know what? Give him his match. All right, Give let, him the let, match. Let me let me do let me answer your questions. Let's say the match goes good at Mania. Match goes off without a hitch. You planning a little Dave run, little Dave Batista run on Monday night? I'm not cool something, not something like weekly, but like you get him. We finally get a let's say a Batista versus Brock match. Something we've never seen. Let's go. They can, Brock can't go hard on him though, because like Batista got an actual job. So, well, yes, um, <laughs> yes. But I think yeah. if you, I think coming off of that, like I think your first your your best bet if you're coming off of that and Batista, I mean win or lose coming off of that, Batista, your first thing to do is like you do a Batista AJ or you do a Batista Finn Balor or you do a but you know what I'm saying like you have them mix it up with some of the new guys. I don't think you just keep them straight to uh you know part timers like Triple H and shit. There I, and then, I just think the Batista Brock match. These are two people who literally, as Brock leaves, Batista's coming up, and then as Batista leaves, Brock comes back. Right. And they're two people who just haven't crossed paths. And I'm not saying it's like the ultimate, like you know, never before seen match, but I do think. Listen, you booked that at SummerSlam next year in Toronto, wherever the hell it's going to be. Um, that's money for me. 
So I'm thinking, I mean, yeah. I'm thinking longer than I'm thinking, yo, let's get Dave on the phone and let's get, let's get, let's try to get at least more than one match out of this. So maybe he does his little, he does his, you know, his Jericho New Japan run. Where well, he, you got to think, you got to think the match, like the big match isn't Batista Roman, it's Batista Rock. I think that's the match. Mm. He's been talking spicy about The Rock too. Yeah, I so, think I think next WrestleMania in Tampa, you do it there, and you have him retire. You have him, you put him in the Hall of Fame that year next year. How do you, also, that how do you feel about WrestleMania in Tampa? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's easier to get to, but if I like, there's nothing like Tampa is like there's nothing in Tampa, bro. Like there's nothing there. I I'll I'd go because it's not cold. Like I'd be on the first thing smoking because it's not cold. Like my my biggest reservation about New York is that it's outside. Mm. Tampa would be it'd be at least manageable. It's probably gonna rain on your ass, but it'll it'll at least be manageable. But it's like WWE is always gonna go to Florida because that's that's literally like the shit that they love to do. Like that's that's their home base, honestly. Yeah. That's, that, that's their their second home. Uh, but Batista also lives in Tampa. Mm. So I mean, I I think you have the match against the Rock to send them off, send them both off. Honestly, put them you know put Batista there, and you can hold off on Rocka for a little bit longer to put him in again. This is true. This so, is yeah. true. Uh, but SmackDown, really another great, excellent show. Uh, I think that left off on Raw and how you kick off SmackDown is just hoof, bro. And the thing is, they can switch. They can they can turn the switch on anytime they want. Meals any fucking time they can do this. It's insane. Uh, so the story is, uh, uh, Kofi was was going to do a contract signing with Daniel Bryan at the top of the show. Uh, and all his flowers, bro. Don't skip over that. We talked. We had like an eight-minute presentation on Kofi Kingston's accomplishments. I mean, they're building up Kofi. He debuted, won his first Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship, Tag Team Championship, New Day, all this other things. They're clapping it up. We, I almost shed a thug tear. I was just like, damn, Kofi Kingston, eleven years. And here's 11 Shane, hearing Shane talk about him so glowingly is also uh, really, really cool. Uh, Kofi comes out. The same sneaker Slack chat. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kofi comes out, cuts a really good promo. Vince McMahon comes out uh, d- doing his Becky Charlotte Lynch shit. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know what? Kofi, I mean, just l- listen to his verbiage here. Like, it, it's very clear where, the, where they're going with Kofi, Kofi, but I'll talk about the reaction to this in a second. Uh, he says Kofi isn't uh, qualified enough basically to, to do this brings out Kevin Owens who was back. I, I love the crowd here uh, because <laughs> the crowd booed him being uh, taken out the match, cheered loudly, went fucking unglued when Kevin Owens came back, then realized what had happened and started booing again. <laughs> I'm, I'm unglued when Kevin Owens comes back. <laughs> God damn. What a return to SmackDown of all places. The man strolls out casually. Like he knew this was at new sleeve. Got a new tattoo sleeve. Everyone I'm, loves leaving and getting new tattoos. I don't know. I'll never understand it. I'm not sure if I approve of the sleeve, but you know what? He had grown I don't know man. what it is. I don't know what it is. It don't look right, bro. It just don't look right. It's like he a blob look, of ink. Yeah. He, he don't, he not, you know, you're not Alistair, baby. But like, <laughs> like. Does you know Alistair what? have the best tattoos in the game right now? I in WWE? Know, I haven't seen all of Alistair's tattoos, but. I know Punk is tight because he came back and got sleeves. Um, but Kevin Owens strolls back in. First of all, Vince McMahon, just like, we don't have enough star power. You know who's going to sell this pay-per-view? Kevin Owens. Tremendous. Um, 
Daniel Bryan not saying a word for the entire like 11 minutes of this promo. <laughs> um, just not saying a word. Just KO like, either. KO either. KO just strolling in. And you know what? The thing is, I don't think Kevin Owens is supposed to be a heel. He's not. I don't, and I think people are losing that on this just because he's replacing Kofi Kingston in this. But I don't think Kevin Owens is meant to be a heel. I think, and and a lot of it came from his post, you know, his post promo, which just kind of, if you watch well, the, not, not only that, he teams up with Kofi on the show and doesn't turn on him. Right, that's also true. Like it, it was it, just to get to the reaction of this. I literally saw people saying racism, and I was like, I, I, but Mills, did I not say this was going to happen? Yeah, but I might have I might have said it was because he was gonna lose, but it I mean same thing kind of applies here. It's like he was taken out as a as a uh as a benefit to the storyline. Yeah, but I feel like I'm I'm not even gonna hold you. I feel like 80% of people know what the hell was going on. No, I mean like, I saw I saw people going people, you're gonna always gonna have those people. You're always gonna have those people who are just like, you know, it's unfair, but it's like it's also clearly we know what's going on clearly we all know what's going on like they made the decision a great decision either way because we've all been hearing ko versus brian at mania you've been hearing that Mm -hmm. so they have this is a kind of like in terms of if that was true or not they kind of switched the tables at fast lane is incredible to me um because it shows how much patience they have on it. And it's the build of this. This this makes it a bigger moment. Kofi Mania is going to be a bigger moment than it is because of this moment right here. And this is kind of what we were talking about last week when we were hinting towards, like, maybe this happens at Money to Bank. Maybe it doesn't happen at WrestleMania. Um, you want to build it up. You want to build that, you know, adversity for Kofi Kingston. Like, he he's had the moment where he showed what he can do, and he's definitely showcased it. But to build that adversity and and with Vince McMahon saying he doesn't deserve it. And sort of now we come back, and it's just like, all right, well, now he's going to show everybody. And now he's going to fight against that. And now he's going to obtain the opportunity. It's a better story than we had before. So yeah. I think I think this is incredible um, to those I, of you who I did not. I didn't like the fast lane thing. I like I said last week. I didn't like the fast lane thing. I was like, yeah, he. It's too. It's too obvious. What do you mean? It was too obvious he wasn't going to win the fast lane. Yeah, and people were going to be pissed, and people were going to be pissed. It was too. I was like, I love the switch because I was like, come on, like at least with KO, he will not be hurt losing here. I think they're recognizing that the Kofi Bryan thing is a mania thing, which I like that they're recognizing because I in any other era they wouldn't have. I mean. Talk about the Roman Roman's eight matches at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Um, there was a time where Daniel Bryan, he, he returned, and he seemed like the guy to go for at WrestleMania again. And they're just like, nope, we're going with Roman. Nope, I don't care. It don't matter. Nope. Sorry, Roman. Um, yeah. I, 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 I appreciate their constraint in not, in not even putting Roman in that Brock match. It doesn't that that doesn't seem to that doesn't seem to be the program. It seems to be like Roman's gonna yeah. go after Drew and them, which is completely fine with me. I agree. I mean, it's a. Uh, I, this is what I say when WWE's change in terms of just the way the perspective they see things and just the, um, what did I call it again? Just being able to self-realize and take a look at themselves and just be like, okay, listen, this is what the. People want and this is how we're going to do it but we're not going to say like we're giving you what you want but we're going to make you want you know what you want really bad so yeah um 
this entire switch, Kevin Owens back. Kevin Owens is back. And then we got a match. We got a tag match between uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus uh, Kevin Owens and Kofi. They showed a little bit of kind of like uh, uneasiness being a team. Uh, also, I mean, just look at the fact that Kofi's not teaming with New Day and they weren't even out during this match. Uh, really, really strong stuff there between the two. It ended with Stunner. Kevin Owens going, doing a stunner, yeah, and, and finishing Daniel Bryan and pinning Daniel Bryan, so to speak, uh, on the way to the pay-per-view. Uh, a lot of people are finding a lot of issue with Daniel Bryan losing a lot. Uh, I think that that is the type of character and type of heel that he is. He is not the dominant <laughs> uh, beat everyone heel. He is the literal lying, shit-eating, you know, shit shitty heel where he's just like hey i'm gonna cheat the win or, or do what i can to win i i don't find a problem with brian losing non-title matches a proponent of someone who's like these wins and losses don't really matter like that like I'm they, still, they don't i'm still gonna be the man um it's kevin owens using the stunner how do you feel i'm cool with it. uh yeah. as long as i i think i i think there is a lot of moves that he does that he doesn't need to be doing anymore uh it like the swanton and shit he used to do. I, I think a stunner is a cool, stunner is a cool move, especially for his knees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. But then again, Austin had a bad back, maybe true. from years of jumping on his ass for the last <laughs> for a this, decade. This is true, but it's better than the springboard stunner that Kevin Owens was doing back in the day. So, no, I think that was Cena. Cena was. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was. It was Cena. Didn't Cena. KO? Didn't KO do it to him in one match? Try to do it to him? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so. he probably did. Cena's walling. No, uh, Cena no Cena at Mania, by the way. That, that we know of. That we know of. So we know of. We'll okay, see. we'll see. Okay, but he, we were, we did have a match that made John Cena proud. I think it made John Cena proud. I think I, I, I think that our truce open challenge was a tremendous uh, angle that once again furthers a storyline that uh, is fucking great between Andrade and Rey Mysterio. That these two just fucking hate each other. Or uh, they're, they're not not that they hate each other. They're very competitive. I think that's the storyline between them. And I uh, think it also furthers the character of our truth in a sense. I feel like our truth, him winning is incredible. Him having this, cha- I think this showcases him a lot. And he's someone who we haven't seen him since he won the damn belt. So t- for him to have this, they had, moment, a lot, they had a lot of shit to do. They they've had a lot of shit to do on that show. To be fair, oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't see a lot of things on this show. Oscar's gone again. Uh, a, a lot of people just aren't seen on this show that we thought we were going to be seen. But I did like R-Truth. I think R-Truth is going to make a great United States champion, and I look forward to the rest of his reign for how long it's going to be. Really love it. I really love uh, re- really love the the angle there, and, and R-Truth retaining is tremendous. I, I think you do this again. Uh, you have Andrade or, or Ray win you know, win one, win one or somebody wins a title or, or I, I don't even think Andrade and Ray need a fucking title to be honest, but nah, just uh, give them Mania. They, Mania boys, just give, give them that. Give us the Mania match. Uh, speaking of Oscar, Mandy and Mandy and Oscar was added to fast lane off screen in a, in a YouTube, uh, a YouTube segment. I mean, SmackDown's a two hour show. You barely got any women on the show at all. I think Charlotte was the only representative of the women's division. Uh, on the show this week, yeah, I, I figured that you kind of had to go back to building up these men's programs because, you know, for a very long time, the women have been kind of given uh, kind of like the, the the control of the whole show. Mm-hmm. And I think now with doing the Becky angle, the Ronda angle on Raw and then doing Charlotte, it would have kind of been overkill. I do feel as though they've they run their not run their course, but they run they kind of hit the end of this part of the story. So you had to kind of go back to to everything else on SmackDown. So I understand why there wasn't that many women in the show this week. I mean, I thought you had um, 
about four tremendous matches on the show. Um, and that's really, I mean, it, I'm sure the women will be featured in in a, in an in-ring presence next week. But a lot, a lot. Just, just to have these four, you know, just to have these four tremendous matches. I mean, the Hardys returned in North Carolina. Oh, shit, yeah, they did return. Fuck, yeah. They returned in North Carolina. Um, Matt Hardy looks better. Uh, he's, not, he's not woken anymore, thank God. Yeah, he just he, he looks better. He's obviously slimmed down. He's obviously cut up, but I still worry about his like knees, <laughs> knees, hips, all this other shit that's going on. He just runs slower still. Um, you just can't affect that. Maybe some DDP yoga or something like that. Um, you know the arch, the triple threat match we talked about. Another fantastic match of just all three. Like Rey Mysterio is forty four years old, ladies and gentlemen. Just just fathom that. And our truth is no spring chicken himself. Yeah. Hanging, um, hanging with Andrade is like like one of the best wrestlers in the world. It's not easy. Boom! A main event that we could you know laugh at. Another tag team match featuring the young you know the young bucks of you know the WWE Alistair Black and Ricochet. And you know it, it's fine to announce some things on the on dot com. I mean we got um, the the Fastlane card is shaping up. Mm-hmm. What do we got so far? Let's see. And we'll be doing predictions next week as well for Fastlane. Yeah. Uh, what's the card, Mills? Do you have it up? Yeah, the card right now is we got we got the Usos versus the Miz and Shane McMahon, also not featured on the show this week. Completely uh, forgot about that. And this is a Shane McMahon program that was not featured. Yeah, well, I mean, Shane McMahon was on the show, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for a second, yeah, for a second. I feel like Miz should have been just chilling. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens, WWE Championship, brand new match. Um, I think it's going to be good. Oh, for, uh, I mean, Brian, Brian. Have was, we seen this WWE? What, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens? Yeah. No. 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 There you go. There you go. That's a fresh matchup right there. Um, we have the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship on the line, the Boston Hug Connection versus Nia Jackson Tamina. I think a fair, good first set of competitors for the Tag Team Championships. I think it's, right. just, a, it's just good. It's just good. Um, and then we have Oscar versus Mandy Rose, and I fear for Oscar. So, I I don't think if it, if they were I I she's gonna be fine. Don't worry. I'm scared, but for what? It's fascinating. Yeah. Come on. No. All right. Well, uh, no. There's no need to be scared. And I'm uh, sure I, I don't know if they're gonna have the finals for the cruiserweight classic. <laughs> on the maybe kickoff show the finals we've had um i say that we will be getting the nxt people on uh on this pay-per-view oh that would be nice as well i think that you don't i don't think you have um revival lose to both of these teams to not do a triple threat between them uh that would be cool i i do think they will show up in some way shape but there are four matches on this card and this is supposed to be a four-hour show this is true yeah, I, th- I think I think you have uh, two tag tag two tag matches maybe maybe another Finn, uh, Finn's gonna be Finn's gotta be on the show too. Finn's gotta be on the show, yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. I, I I think that I think there's probably three matches they're gonna announce next week. Um, let's see. I think we're gonna get some cruiserweight. They've been having the tournament. Um, Drew Gulak and your man Tony Nice as uh advanced into this tournament. So turn the, turn the fuck up. So. We we could be looking at a match some sort of with that um, on NXT this week. You haven't seen it yet, no. Uh, but Sasha and Bailey are back. They, 
um, a fantastic Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. 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 Yeah. A fantastic match. Really good. Like, surprisingly good. And then a great main event, me and Yim and Shayna Baszler. It's a great, it's a it's a great NXT show. It's I think a, all of them. I think all of them are great for the next. Yeah. Week, I think. Uh, yeah. I, want, I I do want to talk about how the the Dusty Classic is going to kind of intertwine with Ricochet and Alistair Black and uh, DIY as well. Like very interesting. I, I love the synergy between NXT and WWE right now. It's like I they, mean they, they, they're fixing it up because it's still kind of weird. But yeah. Well, uh, it's still. I, I mean, we talked about it was weird last week. Like it was kind of weird. It's less it's weird. It's 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 less weird after finding out the Dusty was back. It yes, all after we find out they were teaming on Monday Night Raw and acting like friends. Like na- yes, now it makes sense. Now in retrospective, not uh, for uh, not for well, well, no. Well, I mean, c- c- the last takeover ended with with Gargano and Champa raising the titles together. Yeah, but they're not really like friends. Like, yeah, they last literally. They've been teaming. They've been teaming up to beat people up for like three months. They've been setting this up for a while. Let me, but let me tell you this: on NXT, they finally agreed to team up. <laughs> they agreed to team up to go after the tag titles. They finally agreed to team up. They're just like to and to, to enter the Dusty and go after the tag titles because he lost that match. He lost yes. the match against Velveteen. So they're they like gold, and they need gold. Let's go for the tag team titles. Um, yeah, let's it see. Makes, it makes sense. I and, and the thing is, I I love that they that they put these these two in tag team, and it, it it means something that they're in tag teams on the main roster because they are tag teams on the on the dusty. Like that's what I mean. Like I like the synergy between that, and I love that these matches play out that they're winning all these matches on the main roster. So that means that they should be shoo-ins to be in the finals at the dusty, and I, I like that type of story where it's like they're they're beating tag champions, former tag champions, and it's it's making a lot of sense that way. I, I I'm just saying that like. When these types of things are, are rolling and it's like a well-oiled machine, they absolutely fucking work. And I think they're doing a great job with the NXT call-ups. Uh, let's hope it continues. I agree. So, Mills, do we have any shout-outs on our uh, iTunes page this week? Let's see. It. So, shout-out to everybody. Oh, let me get closer to Mike. Shout-out to everybody who rated the show. Um, we, got a, we got a good amount of ratings. Please keep rating on iTunes so we get at least like chart somewhere. Um, it would make my day if we were somewhere in the sports and recreation side um, beneath all the cool stuff that's on there. Um, we got a few ratings. Let's talk about We got a few um, reviews on iTunes. Let's talk about them. Um, we've got shout out to JFH2C, fan on Twitter. Um, just a great guy overall. I think I play Pokemon with him too. He's a great yeah, guy. He's a longtime listener, longtime buddy on, on Twitter. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. Um, J5 and Meals come with the heat every time. Best wrestling podcast out. I can't recommend them enough. Boom. There we go. We have now Rafael de la Metro. This is Amp. It's what's the title? <laughs> yeah, this is Amp. This is Hove. This is fuck Amp. <laughs> I'll knock y'all out. Dope podcast. <laughs> shout All out right. REOP Gaming on RNC Radio. Shout out to that. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Amp. Shout out to Amp. Um, and then we have big homie Tim. Who says y'all tired of hearing biased wrestling opinions? Podcasters all on the mic, not telling it how it is, <laughs> marking out for mediocrity, pushing agendas. <laughs> well, listen to the show, the kings of wrestling. So, thank you guys um, for the ratings. Thank you guys, you know, for just the shout outs and all the things like that. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Mark once again, Mark yeah. Madden starts on Monday. And once before we even say that, subscribers square up. I mean, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a fucking friend to subscribe to the A Show on iTunes. We're also on Google Play and Stitcher, and we're also on SoundCloud, of course. Please spread the word. The A Show channel is popping. We are here. Subscribers square up. Subscribe or fucking square up. Mark Madness starts on Monday. Uh, it's gonna be fucking huge. Gonna be huge. So. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna love the first round. You're gonna love the first round so much you love the second round even more. Uh, I love I, I saw the first round matchups and I said, Meals, you were evil, bro. Listen, somebody gotta do it. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's it. That's episode 71 in the books. Episode 71 in the books, as always. Follow us at RNC Radio Live. Uh we have a lot of new shows that just premiered. Uh RSBN had their anniversary show, but they also had their, their show after the anniversary show this week. Uh tremendous show. Shout out to them. Uh Pat Pafifi had his mid-season finale of The Cable Box. He reviewed the season finale of True Detective uh, Season 3. Really great episode from him. Thank you, Pat, for doing that for eight weeks <laughs> and or seven weeks in going with True Detective. He'll be back uh, later, I think, in April. I think he may be doing Game of Thrones. I might be giving that away. Hmm. Uh, but I think he may be doing Game of Thrones. <clears throat> uh, we also have the Perfect Play podcast dropping this week we had the lookout my friend that dropped uh this week as well with my good friend ali omega man x uh what you guys talk about this week Mills? we talked about all right so if you're a dragon ball fan we pretty much talk about we're, we're getting we're reaching the zenith of this entire thing we're talking about the zamasu we're talking about the future trunks arc by the way and we're getting to all the zamasu and the evils and the and the how he becomes evil and starts killing people it's 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 all pretty fun if you're a dragon ball fan please stay tuned it's a really fun conversation it's a really good conversation and you know we continue to bring you the heat every week we're you know Every Wednesday, you can find a new episode of The Lookout as we continue to trek through this season of the Future Trunks arc. So, yeah, stay tuned, man. Yes, sir. You also have two belts. Uh, you had an episode of two belts last weekend. You had one this weekend. The The clock is winding down. Yeah, the clock is winding down. So we had an episode of Two Belts last weekend where we talk a lot about the new school rappers. We talk a little bit about Blueface. We talk about Sada Baby. We talk about the Baby. We talked about a couple people. Um, we talk about the new albums from Offset and and Gunna. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week for the first part of our two part finale, which you know, oh man, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. So yeah, uh, make sure you stay tuned and subscribe also to the Two Belts podcast, which is uh, you know, which is ending. <laughs> Zending. It is what it is. Uh, uh, and also we have Spot Callers, which is, which also uh, ran this week. We and uh, Cyrus reviewed the Stardom third anniversary show. A very weird show. Uh, but me, he and I have some very good conversations about women's wrestling and goalposts, uh, as, as, as you say. Uh, really good episode, though. Thank you for everyone who's supporting Spot Callers. You can find that on the network as well. And if you have any ideas for a wrestling podcast or any ideas that you just want to let us know, you want to start your own show, on this network, let me or Meals know, uh, and we're, you know we, we can get it. We can get it going. We can see what's going on. So uh, until next time for the A Show, I'm Justin for Meals. We'll see you next week for Mark Madness. We're out. <laughs>